Welcome to ECDPM's Challenges 2014 series. I'm Rhys Williams and I'm here with Volker Haug and Camilla Rocker from ECDPM's uh, Conflict, Security and Resilience program. Now, last week in our Challenges series we discussed economic transformation and trade and this week we'll be discussing the challenges ahead for the African peace and security architecture. And our blog this week was on the strong track record of the architecture but uh, saying that there's no reason for complacency. Uh, now, Volker, in your blog you say despite the improved performance in peace and security matters over recent years, one of the major challenges in 2014 will be to further broaden the dialogue in peace and security uh, beyond the more narrow security dimensions and ensure that the, there is engagement by African and EU uh, actors at the highest level to prevent conflict and, um, and in the case of conflict management and post-conflict reconstruction. Could you elaborate a bit more on that? Thank you, Rhys. Indeed, there are considerable challenges ahead. Looking at the African peace and security architecture that was uh, formulated in 2002, uh, a lot of efforts went into uh, making this work, and um, it was also incorporated as one element, one partnership, one of the eight partnerships of the joint Africa-EU-Africa strategy. Mm -hmm. um, today, the uh, APSA, the African peace and security architecture, is seen as... Uh, more or less the most successful part of the uh, chess. And um, that is very good news. Um, however, talking too much about the success of chess risks of underestimating all the challenges that are still lying ahead of us. There are first um, the demographic aspects. African population will further grow. By 2050, more than 20% of the global population will be living in Africa. Recent research has also um, found that uh, there are certain areas within Africa, despite all the um, very positive economic developments in certain parts in the African country, continent, fragility uh, will persist in a considerable number of areas. Um, there will be armed conflicts. There will be also chronic poverty in a number of countries, uh, also high uh, socio-economic inequalities and uh, these are aspects that need to be uh, included in the whole further future strategic planning and also political discussions um, that uh, will be held during the uh, summit uh, next year. Excellent, thank you very much Volker. Now going forward for the African Peace and Security Architecture. Um, to maintain the progress that has been achieved over the last few years, um, you, we mentioned in the blog that um, both sides need to contribute and to pick up the bill and, and the costs involved in, in, in such enterprises. Um, what does this mean for both sides of the partnerships going forward? Camilla, could you elaborate a bit more? Yes, thank you. Uh, well, uh, within the debate on, on the future of Africa-EU relations, a recurrent message, which also emerged from the recent ETTG conference, is the need to rebalance the partnership. Mm -hmm. um, on the one hand, we, we, we acknowledge that, that substantial efforts have been made in, in the past decade in terms of financial uh, investments and human resources, uh, mostly in the domain of security, both by African governments and uh, their international partners. What's need to be, uh, what needs to be done now uh, is for both parties to, to keep engaged 
uh, while shifting the focus on uh, and rebalancing the support with investments in long-term peace building and state building. This, of course, goes in parallel with the need to, to broaden the content of the dialogue, to go beyond, as we said, uh, the narrow security focus and encompass uh, conflict prevention, crisis management and also post-conflict reconstruction. Uh, a fundamental precondition for this to, to become a reality is political engagement at, at highest level, and this has to come from both sides of the partnership. To conclude, uh, on the African side, a clear message is to go beyond uh, the, the rhetoric of African solutions to African problems uh, and, and, and look at what is, is, is actually the, the request by a growing number of, of uh, African uh, stakeholders to their governments to get more engaged and, and really uh, make this, this, uh, this concept of ownership a reality. Uh, which mean more financial in investments in terms of building up of APSA and also support those uh, more post-conflict current frameworks such as uh, the, the PCRD and the respective African Solidarity Initiative. Excellent, thank you. I think the message is from there very clear that uh, both sides need to uh, invest and commit for the long term. Um, so thank you for that. Now, um, in the blog, uh, we mentioned that remote control approaches in dealing with fragility um, will not work in the long run. Um, what should really be addressed by international partners to uh, to help fragile states in the long run and, and for peace building? Um, Volker, could you elaborate a bit more? Thanks, Rhys. It is indeed a, uh, a situation where uh, uh, not only uh, from the international side further uh, intense uh, support will be required, but also from the African side, and then the question is the how. There are two prime <coughs> messages in the, in the blog that we recommend, based on the exchanges in the uh, session on peace and security during the ETTG conference, that should be taken into account um, in the context of the EU-Africa summit. First is that, uh, yes, continued external support will be required, not only for uh, conflict prevention and conflict management, but also for post-conflict recovery, as uh, Camilla just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Then these external support approaches should be both strengthening the state, but also supporting processes that um, we would call society-building approaches. Mm -hmm. That the uh, support is top-down but also bottom-up, and that for the bottom-up you need in particular also knowledge about the fragilities, the political economy situations, the overall conflict situation yeah. in the country to be effective in carving out what type of uh, areas need to be supported. And we talk here about a portfolio approach, only working through what we then describe here as hands-off approaches uh, through budget support, yeah. uh, like the EU is uh, promoting at the moment, is very important, but it's not enough. Yeah. It's, not, it's clearly not enough. Mm -hmm. The second area is that uh, we see the existence of various frameworks and initiatives yeah. that uh, already address post-conflict reconstruction and development. Within the APSA, there is a policy on post-conflict reconstruction and development, and there is also, from there, African Solidarity Initiative developed. Mm -hmm. The uh, PCRD policy addresses issues 
um, like security, uh, humanitarian emergency assistance, political governance and transition, socioeconomic reconstruction and development, human rights, women and gender. These are issues that um, are also existing in other frameworks. We are here referring to the New Deal that has been concluded in Busan in 2011. And the uh, um, Busan framework addresses equally security, legitimate politics, justice, economic foundations, as well as uh, revenues and services. Mm -hmm. So there are there is a high complementarity between these different frameworks, but they exist in parallel to each other. So what we say is that to address peace building and state building more effectively, more coherence needs to be shaped. And also the uh, whole initiative brought in through the New Deal needs to fit with what is already existing and coming out of the African context, so that the post-conflict reco uh, recovery, as well as peace-building, state-building, is done in a way that uh, the African actors also are um, in the lead, in uh, the uh, um, lead to orient where the external uh, support should go to. This is the notion of the New Deal. This is the notion of the... Uh, um, whole process that we have seen since Busan and by doing this also issues of governance can be more addressed. Uh, linkages can be made between the APSA as well as the African governance architecture that will also be on the uh, agenda for the uh, uh, summit next year. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, that's uh, it for the Challenges blog on uh, African peace and security architecture. Now, we touched upon some of the issues uh, on the New Deal, and listeners can look forward to a future blog, uh, which will cover in a bit more depth uh, some of the uh, developments on the New Deal. So please look forward to that. Thank you very much. <laughs>